Food Court, the movie podcast and Twitch stream where Sean and John watch stuff. Michael, say your name! (laughs) For a second, I took on the role of like just the audio engineer, like, okay, guys. Okay, watch stuff. Michael (laughs) and Michael. (laughs) I was like, "Uh, are they going to wrap this up? Say your name, say your name. Can we hear more of you? Hey, Michael, yeah, uh, uh-huh. can we talk, please, Michael? <laughs> uh, well, we uh, watch shit, we talk shit, and most importantly, we eat shit. We must welcome back to the show Michael Hampton. Yes. And we'll welcome back to the show me, Sean Parrott. Sean Parrott. And we'll welcome back to the show the late, great John Burr in all John his glory. Burr. That's right. Woo. I've returned uh, from your past. <laughs> yeah. And Ooh. I have a Long Island accent. <gasps> but I have never... Have I played Gandhi? No. I haven't. Yeah. That'd be quite a Robert De Niro-esque weight loss. Yeah, that'd be cool. I just mean the role, like you playing that would be interesting. Would be. I'm no more way. like the Gandhi from the computer game Civilization who goes <laughs> nuclear and scorches the earth every, every time you try to play. Does that happen? Do you know about this, Sean? So are you familiar this. with the video game uh, Civilization? The, the movie podcast is ruined. We're talking, yeah. about, video, we're talking about computer games. Well... I mean, that's probably more popular. People only like computer games. Nobody yeah. even knows what a movie is. Are you familiar <laughs> with this game? No, not at all. Not at all? That's no. So it is like a like very nerdy, like supposedly erudite strategy game where you try to construct a civilization from mm-hmm. like the Mesopotamian area mm-hmm. all the way up until like you leave the earth a la Richard Branson. Ooh. Or, yeah, or you crush thine enemies. <laughs> And see and hear the lamentations of the women and see your enemy before you. (laughs) Yeah. And when you choose a society, you get like a certain, you replace a certain leader. But you also interact with all the other leaders from all the other eras. And so, of Mm -hmm. course, for the like Indians or the Hindu people, it's Gandhi. Sure. But there's a bug in the system. (laughs) And Gandhi is a craven, uh, in, like intergalactic despot who craves only blood and destroys and always oh go, and God. always and always tries to win the game through nuclear warfare which is, has to be one of the most ironic and wonderful bugs in the history of computer games <laughs> that's amazing and they and they have not corrected it purposefully oh <laughs> they're great. like fucking funny this worked out great <laughs> it's perfect wow that's amazing i'm glad to hear it Wow. Um, we watch sneakers, just in case you're wondering. Yeah, what? Is uh, but welcome back to <laughs> Food Court, evidenced. the computer podcast. Uh, you guys' we... sneaker like collection is so much cooler than mine. If you're if you're not a person who watches <laughs> on Twitch, and apparently none of you are, <laughs> then, you, <laughs> then you don't know that everyone has uh, put put their sneaker collections behind them today. Yes, mm-hmm. and I thought I had like a sizable collection, but apparently. Michael has like an Ozymandias <laughs> level collection. Yeah. And Sean's Michael. is like Dexter serial killer level pristine. This is bullshit. I live in a payless. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> <laughs> you live in a really big payless. Yeah. Pay more, actually. Pay it's more. The rich, <laughs> the rich version. It doesn't, doesn't get as many customers. Actually, probably in Nashville it would because we're so fucking stupid. We're like, <laughs> oh, yeah. You have to pay more? Ooh, Sounds great. Sign me up. What, what is the, the hamburger? What if the shoes had little floppy hats on them. The Ooh. shoes had little floppy hats or feathers wow. sticking out. Ooh. Yes, the boots have boots. Now that would be cool. these boots are boots <laughs> made for walking, <laughs> and that's just boots, boots, boots. The boots yeah. have a shag cut. That, I've heard that the shag is very big right now. That, that's what I was told. Well, I've heard that like just straight up butt cuts are back. What's that? Butt cut? I'm, I'm Sean. I'm sure you have one. Would you please explain a butt cut? I don't think I know what it is either. Uh-oh. It's when you have your hair is parted like directly oh, yes. down the middle. Oh, like, I wow. Could, I, I could, I could, oh, look at it. Just look. See? <laughs> Very bad. Uh, for those listeners, he looks like a 13-year-old soccer player. <laughs> yeah. Augustus Gloop prowling the fields. Gloop. Yeah, everyone I knew it, who played soccer had one of those cuts, but I never All knew it was skaters called a had it for a while, like the clean cut skaters, like Weird. the Stussy Massimo rich kid skaters, <laughs> who probably quit skating like three years later and just got really into Ritnall and date rape. Whoa. Those skaters had the butt cuts. <laughs> Hell yeah. They sound like butt cuts. You know. Whoa. How dare you? Uh, we watched <laughs> the feature film, the 1992 feature film Sneakers, Starring Robert Redford, among others. 
directed and written by Phil Alden Robinson. Is that true? I, wow, it is. <laughs> wow. I said it and, it, and I, I was actually true. right. Um, Veteran and, of TV and film production. Yes. And I think he did Field of Dreams right before this. Yeah. Which is weird because like, I really do not like Field of Dreams. Really? Yeah. And I really like this movie. Interesting. Wow. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Is there anybody who dislikes this movie on this podcast, Michael? Mm-mm, not that I know of. Okay. <laughs> that was a pivotal moment. And uh, I don't think we, the podcast might have been rend asunder. I do want to talk about how Sean likes this movie too much at some point. Uh oh. Yeah. At some point. <laughs> Let's talk about it. My low main is Yes. My low main is the fact that I it brings me joy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. It disgusts like me. That that. It's kind of weird. Uh, well, <laughs> if we're going to talk about this feature film, Sneakers, we must talk about the plot. And there's no one better at talking about the plots of movies than Michael Hampton. Oh, uh, wow. Michael. Uh-huh. We, Buckle up, folks. We've talked about it before. We've talked about it again. Uh-huh. You are the great rememberer of plots. Oh, I could tell you the plot of a thousand films. You could tell us the plot of 2001 films. I could tell you that. Um, or the film 2001. Yeah. Yeah. There's like some... 2010. A lot of shots of nature <laughs> and like a monkey. A guy in a monkey suit, clearly (laughs) a guy in a monkey suit, and then he throws up a bone, and then there's a space. I like the idea (laughs) that the guy that in the movie 2001, it is canon that it's a bunch of guys in monkey suits. They're not playing monkeys; they are just actual (laughs) men in monkey suits in the prehistoric world. Yeah, (laughs) they're just dressed as monkeys. It's pretty exciting. What happened in sneakers, Michael? Oh, okay. You want to know about sneakers. Sorry. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, you got me on this roll of like any movie, and I was like, well, <laughs> let's see. Tell uh, us every movie from yeah, the very every- first movie ever created <clears throat> until now. Okay, well, so there's this train, right? <laughs> and it's coming towards the screen. It's fucking terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying. Everyone scream. <laughs> ah! What a bunch of idiots. Um, that's what the filmmaker was sitting back there like. What yeah. are you doing? It's, this is not a horror picture. <laughs> so anyway, as I recall, it was a horror film. A horror film. <laughs> this is there was art. A train. Art. Um, okay, so this movie starts with two friends, Marty and the other guy. <laughs> Cosmo. 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 From the go. killing of a Chinese bookie, it appears. Oh wow! Oh or wow! It just looks. It looks like him, and isn't Ben Gazar's name? Cosmo and the Killing of a Chinese Bookie? I don't remember. That'd be wild. I think it's, I don't know. It's very similar. Kingsley's doing something. These are (laughs) reference-heavy movies, so probably. Whoa, that would be crazy. Um, So Marty and Cosmo are doing some underground, top-secret, hacking, slacking, (laughs) motherfucking shit. And (laughs) it's not good because they're going to get in trouble if they get caught. Mm-hmm. And Marty's like, ah, we're fine. We're just having fun. I'm going to go get some pizza. And mm-hmm. then he goes to get pizza. Lo and behold. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I want to say one exciting plot point at this moment that I really like. Okay, please. Um, they Cosmo does this bit that he does later on uh, where he's like, hey, the winner has to go get the pizza. And he's he's got the car key or something. And he makes True. the car key disappear. And uh, Marty picks one hand and it's not there. And then after Marty leaves, he shows the other hand and realize, and like we realize that he yeah. has tricked Marty into going to get pizza, but at the same time has tricked himself into going to jail. Yeah, and at least according crazy. to Marty until later, uh, dying in jail. Yeah. And this movie is filled with nothing but writerly bits like that. Yes. Yeah. Which normally is annoying. Yeah. But in this movie works. And then even in just movies of this era, when I watch them now, compared mm. to films that are shot and written to be understood by people <laughs> who don't even speak the native language, and it's just like trying to spawn as many Vin Diesel franchises as one can, <laughs> yeah. it's now somehow refreshing. Somehow. <laughs> yes. Someone trying to make a movie. <laughs> yeah. Given, you know, giving crap, you know, composing <laughs> <Yeah>. shots. <laughs> right. Trying to make sure that, you know, 
uh, where people are in a, in a given space is obvious. Yeah. It's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, know, it's crazy. There's more shit. to it than just setting <laughs> oh, no! up a camera. <laughs> and go, All right, go for it. But this movie, and we'll get to it when we start going through all of the good things mm-hmm. and the uh, great mm-hmm. things. And the bad things. And the bad things, if there are any. Mm-hmm. Um, there actually is. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so cut to many years later, because Marty saw his friend get arrested. Mm-hmm. And somehow the cops don't look into the fact that he's screaming Marty's name is Marty. <laughs> Marty. Marty. Yeah, outside the window right now. Yeah. You can easily be captured. I've been Gazara. I've been Gazara. I've been I've been arrested. Um, the <laughs> thing. Okay, later on, whatever. Marty is on a team of cool, like heisty type people. Yes. There's Whistler, the blind guy who listens to things really well. And <laughs> there's Mother, Dan Aykroyd. And then there's, <laughs> I don't remember any of the other people. Mother <laughs> is the resident QAnon conspiracy th- theorist. He's yeah. Dan Aykroyd. Yes, he's Mother just Dan is Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Dan yeah, Aykroyd apparently- finally got to play himself. Yeah. yeah. Apparently many of the theories espoused in the movie are actual Dan Aykroyd Aykroyd-isms. theories. Wait, really? Wow. Yeah, apparently the cattle lip, the cow lips <laughs> thing is just a personal pet Dan Aykroyd theory. Wow. <laughs> he's, he's into cow lips. He he's thinks they're being that? stolen. Is this the first movie where Dan Aykroyd is fat? <laughs> Ooh. Is this the beginning of Fat Aykroyd? Or was fat that driving Miss Daisy? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, he was always kind of a chub, but he's... No! He's gone. He was thin. Whoa. He was Beldar. Beldar? Okay, maybe I'm out of order here, because I am fat. No, I but To me, <laughs> there's like a thin era of Dan Aykroyd. Blues Brother era Dan Aykroyd. Is, yeah, I guess he's a lot thinner oh, then. Oh, I never thought You're about right. that. He's a lot thinner then. John Belushi's the fat one. That's true. <laughs> You right. Continue. I'm sorry. Or just in comparison. Continue you know. interrupting Michael's summary, please. <laughs> I don't I mean, remember what I was interrupting in favor of. I think you were probably interrupting with filling in what I forgot, like who these people. Oh, that are. sounds right. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> only four. Only forty-one more minutes of a yeah. Michael summary left, guys. <laughs> I'll never forget the thing episode. It literally is like fifty minutes of me trying to explain Fucking what not happened. Listenable. <laughs> Or is it the best one ever? Oh, <laughs> go depends. back and check out our thing episode to find yeah. out. Yep. What happens Wait. next, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> There's a black guy, and yep. he was in the CIA, I think, or something like that. And he's very like tough and by the books. But also a criminal. It's yeah. like kind of interesting. Uh, and then there's a young guy who like just helps out. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> River Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that who that is? <laughs> No clue. I was like, who's that guy? <laughs> Even Sidney Poitier doesn't get a name. I oh, like right. that. Yeah. So Michael, there was a race to stand ages. Some black guy. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe one of the great actors. Yeah. <laughs> Sidney. I just didn't know his character name. Oh, Crease. Crease. Which is even weirder. Yeah, Crease is weird really name. weird name. Crease. I'm mad at Michael because I feel like the characters are indelible. I loved him. Well, then why don't you remember who they are? Ah, in one ear, out the other. That's oh, right. Christ. It's a movie. You watched it. <laughs> Not, I mean, I watched it and I loved it in the moment, but that was back then. Now, this is now. <laughs> Michael's on I'm in, one. I'm on, I'm on the present constantly. <laughs> <laughs> there is no movie but the movie I'm watching now. Currently, yeah. the movie is Food Court, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> the podcast I'm on. The podcast. Recording. Starring a guy with glasses, a guy with a hat. We <laughs> all have glasses, you son of a bitch. Oh, damn it. One uh, dark. Sean, please take over the summary. Yeah, please. This is what happens. Oh my God! Marty thinks he has gotten loose, <laughs> played by Robert Redford. He thinks he thinks he's gotten loose and he's gotten free, but that he's been found by the government. Oof. Well, we think they're the government, and the and the people from the NSA say, "Hey, we want you to do this uh, special mission to get this top secret box that will unlock all codes, and with it, you can do crazy shit that we haven't found out yet." And so they do a little snake. They do a sneaky snake. They go into his office and steal it. And they get it, and then they find out 
that this box that they thought was pretty crazy is actually really crazy because it can uh, basically get them into any computer uh, accessible website. They can get into uh, the air traffic control. They can get into lots of crazy shit that makes them very scary and they play some scary music Mm -hmm. and they do uh, some, uh, some Scrabble as well. (laughs) And then they go, Oh shit. We're fucked because this is dangerous. And um, we find out that Cosmo, the uh, aforementioned dead friend, is in fact alive. <gasps> and he is an evil villain now. Mm-hmm. And he and works for the mob. Kingsley now. And he's Ben Kingsley now. <laughs> yes. Because they he's... aren't at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not Ben Kingsley. No. Nor, nor Rodford Redford. And it mu- I forgot to mention this. This must be mentioned. These are pretty good ch- uh, young versions of the actors. Yeah, I think I thought it was Robert Redford. Oh, yeah, wow. it looks a lot like him. Yeah, and that had been marvelly de-aged, <laughs> marvelously. But it makes oh, me well. wish. I mean, as much as I like the Irishman, it makes me wish. Like, well, just get some guy who's young and Italian. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's plenty of young Italian <laughs> yeah. men. There's too many young Italian men. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So put him in a movie <laughs> to play young Robert De Niro playing an old Irishman. I'm sorry. The de-aging in the Irishman and the scene where he beats up, in quote air quotes, that guy. Yeah. You can't, it's over. The film has ended. (laughs) That's great. Roll credits. You're no longer watching a movie and you're completely stultified. And you have to be like, okay, I'm going to get over this because I love Martin Scorsese. Yeah. I love Robert De Niro. I'm just going to pretend that the worst looking shit I've ever seen didn't just happen. <laughs> yes. None of that happens in sneakers because they use actors. Yes. <laughs> Guess what? There's some pretty good actors out there. Yeah. Instead of just, you know, I don't know, chroma keying out Robert De Niro's liver spots. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. So weird. <laughs> so strange. And then more sneaking must happen. <laughs> yeah. Because you know what? Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Kingsley has the box. He has the super secret thing, and he has put Martin Bryce back on the list mm-hmm. so Martin can get arrested. And a whole bunch of crazy Russian shit happens, <laughs> and uh, they decide they're gonna, they have to do one final sneak. Which it with I mean they should do a sneakers too. There's still time, <laughs> but they they go in and they steal back the box, and that's pretty much it. There's like a few different snakes. And they do their sneaking, mm-hmm. and they get in and out, and you get a little scared, but not too scared, and then everything. Uh, Basically, is, this movie is yes. a remix of Three Days of the Condor, yes, and the Newman Redford films. Only instead of Paul Newman, they took the different essential parts of Paul Newman and turned it into a little boy, a black man, a blind man, <laughs> a fat Dan Aykroyd, yeah. And it somehow works. Oh, it's yeah. delightful. <laughs> really well. Yeah, it works. Does works it work, really Michael? Good. You seem the like you are uh, the most doubtful about this picture. So I will ask you first: <laughs> What's the year of this picture? What's the best part of sneakers? Oh, the best part of this entire movie. <laughs> You want to know that from me right now? <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to well, tell you. <laughs> I know that you watched this because we watched it in the we same room. Really, yes. He's really acting like he didn't watch it. And yes. Good at he's pretty Michael is I'm mainly in a performance. <laughs> wherein he actually did the work. Yeah, it's really wild. It's, I mean, I've never seen it done before. I'm pretty convincing. Um, I've never seen favorite. one fail a test on purpose. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. I mean, I'm all about experience. Is this is like know? Goodwill, Goodwill hunting, Goodwill humping, Goodwill, good, hu- Goodwill. Good, I can't remember. Good, good. Who? What? How do you um, like hunting? <laughs> well, my favorite part is when uh, Crease, or yes. as you might know, the actor Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> pointy head. <laughs> I'm so glad that he's making fun of uh, Sidney Poitier because Sean and I are not allowed to. Yeah. No, he's a grand <laughs> no, statesman. I love it. <laughs> he's so well spoken. A great, unimpeachable man. <laughs> he is very well spoken. Yeah. My favorite part is when he's held hostage, and Sean and I talked about this a lot. Yes. But he turns, he like get, beats the guys up, takes the gun, the shotgun, and he points it at him. <laughs> 
<laughs> he goes, motherfuckers mess with me, I'll split your head. <laughs> and it's like so like the delivery is just like perfect. Yes. Because as you're saying, he is like so eloquent the whole time. But yes. then just suddenly he just like yes. sips, you're like, whoa. <laughs> and it must be noted what what uh, the thing that we must find a way to watch. Apparently, um there was some like uh, ceremony celebrating Sidney Poitier. Whoa. And they asked, you know, a bunch of the directors he had worked with to put together little <laughs> things. And so Phil Alden Robinson put together a, a super cut of like 18 different takes of him saying, y'all motherfuckers, don't move, I'm gonna split your heads or something like that. So there, there somewhere is a piece of film of just 18 straight cuts <laughs> of him saying that line. And I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I, I wish I could it. watch that. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me that we're are that is that on the special features? You guys yeah. watched an actual I wish. You watched a Blu-ray uh, of this, right? We watched the Blu-ray of it, yeah. So I had to watch on HBO Max and it is like a bad transfer. Like oh, really no. standard definition. Oh no. Bad. Oh. But <laughs> still looks pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. They knew what they were doing when they were making this movie. They oh, big time. Really did know what they were moving. It's making. like a professionally made movie. <laughs> yes. Like they, even movies uh, that I like kind of enjoy now, like Zola or something, you know, it's, it's kind of, oh, it's an interesting new voice. Mm-hmm. I'm watching, I'm like, these people don't know how to make movies. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, yeah. I saw the boom mic a few times. It's like, ah, oh, you fucked it up. You don't know how to make a movie. Yeah. yeah exactly. Like we lot, like, I don't know what happened. Maybe they died out. I don't like the the craftsmen who made movies for so long. They're gone, man. They're gone. They're gone. They're so gone. gone. See, this is fucked up. Now I just revealed that I'm actually mailing in this podcast as sorting magic cards. Yeah, you're holding up your magic cards. Where is the craft gone? Where is the pretending to mail it in? It has like a backdrop and is doing everything correctly. I'm actually mailing it in. Didn't finish the movie. Uh, Damn it. Uh, Sean, what's your hero of the picture? Oh, I have a thousand, but my main hero. Let's talk about your many, many heroes. So I don't do the show for like, what, four (laughs) weeks in a row? Big deal. Yeah. And all of a sudden, because still watch the show, boys. Still out there. Still lurking. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, dang. It's called Euro of the Picture. Sure. It's a singular Euro. You can't have 62 (laughs) heroes every episode. That's true. I just feel like the episodes will be like 30 minutes if we don't. Would that be so There's <laughs> yeah. no goddamn way, because if you're doing the summary, there's 41 minutes. <laughs> He's got a point. But I just had so many things I loved. <laughs> My main okay, hero. You can have as many years as you want, Sean. I'm sorry. Oh, this no, is it's Sean, okay. Like, this is Sean's comfort food movie, so we should probably just... Michael and I should probably just log off. Yeah, no, I need really you guys funny. here to go. Mm, that's a good point. Oh, you're right. uh, so my it. my euro, I have a lot of euros, uh-huh. um, but my the one I I loved the most watching it recently. Uh, there's this part where Redford is meeting with the NSA guys, or the guys he thinks are the, in the NSA, and um, he's walking in. And uh, he says, uh, "I could have joined the NSA, but they found out my parents were married, which is like a fun." little thing that he burns him with Man, and one of the guys a lot of timothy busfield zingers <laughs> yes he's he zings. burns he he burns that ginger to the ground and never even mentions that he has yeah. the cursed red hair yes <laughs> but the thing that really sells the joke for me is he says this kind of like throwaway slightly bitchy line mm-hmm. at the two guys and the dude like the bigger cop buddy is furious. Yeah. He has to be held back. He starts to like go after him. It's so, it's so funny. Who is that actor? I love that guy. He's great. Uh, what is his name? Uh, he plays Buddy Wallace, but his name is Eddie Jones. Oh, just a really generic great. name. Yeah, he's he did really, really good in this. He's scary as fuck in this <laughs> yeah. movie. He's saddled with that thirty-something sack of malarkey. Timothy Busfield, but he somehow gets through it. Yeah. Are you telling me in the Timothy Busfield role they couldn't have cast? The guy, who's the guy from, he's in The Untouchables. He's the nerdy one in The Untouchables. Oh, yes. That guy's great. he also is in uh, Deep Cover. Yes. I I mean, shouldn't you always cast that guy in the Timothy Busfield role? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is bad podcasting that we're not even bothering to look up who this is. Folks. You know what I'm talking about. It's the the accountant from The Untouchables. You know know the accountant from The Untouchables. He's great. 
Um, that's my main Euro, but I have to throw it over to John for big time Euro. What's yes. the best part of sneakers? So after all that shit talking, I can't decide between my two Euros. <laughs> Ooh. It's a two horse race, guys. Okay. <gasps> and the horses are named David Strathern and Stephen Tobolowsky. Whoa. Yes. Because despite all the star power and all the Oscar winners and Oscar nominees, mm-hmm. the two best guys are the are David Strathern portraying the blind phone freak yeah. whistler, <laughs> who is just like a very like indelible and endearing performance. Oh, and yes. then like Stephen Tobolowsky taking what could have been like let's contrast Stephen Tobolowsky's performance with say Donald Logue's performance. Mm. Yes. Donald Logue plays like I think a French Canadian genius code breaker yeah. and like completely <laughs> whiffs and is like, you know, over the top and absurd. Yeah. yeah. Stephen Tobolowsky somehow manages to be over the top and absurd yet very believable. Yes. Yeah, and great. like you feel like that guy and a lot of the reason the characters in this in this movie work is for the most part, like Donald Logue, who's an actor I enjoy. This is very young Donald Logue, by the way. Yes. Um, all the characters seem to have been cut from whole cloth and are like completely realized. Yes. And I think one of the secrets is is they're almost all taken. It feels like they're all taken from different movies. Whoa. And I think that shit works. I think like people like Quentin Tarantino have showed us yes. that that shit works. Like yeah, Ben Kingsley character character. <laughs> I think. Is Ben Gazzara from the Killing of a Chinese Bookie, <laughs> and I don't know, and and like, and Stephen Tobolowsky, he has rendered this character wholesale. Like he knows this guy in and out, and yes. it totally works. He knows his dog's name, you know. Like yes, it, it just those two performances. Like I really haven't seen this movie that many times, mm-hmm. and I remember all of their biggest beats. And this is a movie filled with great performances. This is probably Dan Aykroyd's best performance. Yeah. Uh, Robert Redford does not have a lot of great performances. This is probably like <laughs> this is him stretching a double into a triple, which I know this yeah. is the natural, etc. But yes. I mean, this, this this movie's filled with great performances, and mm-hmm. I but I think the two best are from David Strathern and Stephen Tobolowsky. Yes, Strathern's amazing, um, really amazing. He's so like he is so good and so like instantly lovable <laughs> yeah. that like once we get to kind of his big soaring moment at the end where he drives, yeah. you were like, "Yeah, that's the scene I that like that. You, everyone remembers." I feel like. it's so good. Yeah, and that or that or Stephen Tobolowsky's "My Voice Is My Passport." Yeah, like, everybody remembers the dinner scene. Like, yes, it's, it's really got as good. much tension as got as as like. Uh, Where Eagles Dare, or the scene that Quentin Tarantino stole from Where Eagles Dare in um, in Inglorious Bastards. Like, yes. It's got that kind oh, of whoa. tension while being funny. Yeah. And then furthermore, like I said, we did R- River Phoenix was supposed to be like this unbelievable sexual ball of charisma, and we barely <laughs> mentioned him, and Michael forgot who he was. Yeah. That's because know. there are so many better performances in yes. it. Yes. Phoenix, I, I think he's good. He's good. He's really good. And he's also, good. he pulls off the ending pretty well. Yeah. yeah, which which is hard to do because that's a really silly ending. But all of the bits are rote and bad, and they all work. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's an interesting way to put it. Yeah, it has a lot of like very older movie type things where you like kind of expect it, but they're like so well done that you're just. It's almost refreshing, kind of maybe from the standpoint of like retroactively of like how we've lost all the craft. It's like yes. oh, it's like kind of refreshing to see like oh this is nice like these like kind of thought out points in the story and like yes. character beats and stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's one scene um when Redford first meets with the NSA guys in their office and it's like oh it's a wonder and I I think only until recently I did I notice it was a wonder cuz it's so elegantly put together. Mm, but, I didn't. I didn't notice. Oh yeah, the mo- from the moment he comes into their office until the end, where they like oh. converge upon him and get real and get closer yeah. to him, and like they oh. they like take up the whole frame with their arms. Good. It's one shot, and I only realized it recently and went, "Whoa, how they <laughs> they did it so well that I didn't even know," which almost defeats the purpose of a wonder. But still, yeah. <laughs> it's like so amazing that all of the bits of business, the the camera moves in just the way it needs to. People move in and out of the frame. It's mm-hmm. just lovely. I, yeah. I mean, they're the, just making a movie. <laughs> exactly. The they, framing at the end of that scene was just like so well done with the yes. like leaning in. It was like really, yeah. I was like, oh, whoa. And there's so much of it. 
it was just nice to see. I was like, oh, this is just so well made. Like, mm-hmm. has anyone seen the sum of all fears that Phil Alden Robinson also did the Ben no. Affleck uh, uh, Jack Ryan movie? I haven't seen, seen it. I've it makes seen, me want to kind of yeah. watch that. Although, I, man, I do not like Field of Dreams, but it's you know well shot stuff. <laughs> yeah. I kind of got to see it now. Maybe <laughs> you did done a good to job. Me, Sean. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't put that on the poll. Yeah, I don't. Put, <laughs> I've put seen that on where the poll. a lot that's of stuff going on the poll. <laughs> stuff we need one up. more, and that's the perfect one. <laughs> I'm typing it right now. <laughs> um, okay, I'm doing more good things. I like. Um, one thing I like about this is just a general thing is uh, it reminds me of the Genesis song Land of Confusion because it, because it is like like general uh, liberal wish f- fulfillment. Yeah. It's like, this is the world we live in. These are the hands we give. We need to bring love together. Robert Redford, like West Wing style liberal <laughs> porn. Mm, <yeah. laughs> and even like as as ridiculous as the ending is, it gets me every time. I love it. Like the fact that mm, yeah. the fact that uh, everybody gets every, all the things they want. Whistler, his he act. That's really the testament to Strathairn's performance. Is he goes up to James Earl Jones and yeah. he says, "I want peace on earth and goodwill toward men," and you believe he wants it. You yeah. completely believe it. Yeah. And James Earl Jones goes, "We're the United States government. We don't do that sort of thing." Yeah. And it's, he's like, "Well, just you're just gonna have to try." Exactly. <laughs> it's just so wonderful. And yeah. I think it really pulls off the thing where it is like heavy and thrilling when it needs to be, mm. but never so it does this thing where you feel like they could possibly fail, but yeah. you sort of know that they never will, where it's <laughs> yeah. like right on the edge. That's true. And it's not one of those things like in maybe in the first one, but in like some of the oceans movies, you're like, there's no way they can ever fail. They're yeah. too good. But <laughs> exactly. in this one, they fuck up so much that you're like, they could probably fail. <laughs> yeah. Sneakers or Ocean's Eleven? Whoa. That's oh, a really uh, tough one. Sneakers. I pick sneakers, but it's really close. Really, like, really close. Are you serious, Sean? Yeah. You watch sneakers like 62 times a year. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen Ocean's Eleven like twice. That's I right. love Ocean's Eleven. 11 it's wonderful. Times. But sneakers is, is I like sneakers better. I feel I feel like the actors are a lot better in sneakers. Yes. I feel like I think I'd take sneakers, man. Hell I think yeah. I would. Like I, I like the Ocean's Eleven movies a lot. Yeah. But you have to contend with like Steven Soderbergh's terrible taste and everything. <laughs> and like this fucking terrible jazz score. And then like <laughs> Scott Kahn is in it. And like you like you have to deal like sneakers, there's just so many little things that are better. Like Ocean's Eleven probably has a mm. better script. Yeah, uh, you know it has. It, it, you know, it, there, there's some sleeker shit going on. There's mm-hmm. better yeah. locations, but this movie just this movie is a true hangout movie. Yes, Ocean's Eleven. They creates characters, indelible characters that you want to learn more about, and and that you remember by their character names. Mm-hmm. Ocean's Eleven. It's like it's George Clooney, Brad Pitt, and Matt Damon. <laughs> yes, these yeah. are movie stars. Now they are charismatic movie stars that we like. Sure, but this movie's different. This is it's a different. Despite feeling kind of also these like you're right, Sean. Those guys, those they're still millionaires to us in that movie. They're not going to lose. And this, yeah, you're yeah. like these are plucky underdogs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, I mean there, there's that scene. There's no scene in Ocean's Eleven as endearing as Robert Redford pretending to be a private investigator and having led to find to him by Sidney Poitier and yeah. an unknown David Strathern that concludes with uh, uh, Sidney Poitier chuckling into his necktie because David Strathern, David Strathern's whistler has just said, and give him head whenever he wants. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. And there's just not, a, not no amount of Brad Pitt eating food mm-hmm. can compare to like little moments like that. Give him head yeah. whenever he wants. <laughs> that whole Sorry. scene is pretty wonderful. Sorry, Soderbergh. <laughs> From the yeah. very beginning, Redford the whole time in that scene is doing very good listening. Yes, like he it's is a good great at performance. Is really good listening acting. Like he gets into the building and he gets up to the door. And he goes, uh, do you know how to defeat an electronic keypad? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, don't even joke about that. That You can't do that. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. he gets this He gets this book yeah. from Dan Aykroyd, who, from his friend who was in Iraq on the other side, <laughs> and, which I honestly believe Dan Aykroyd probably knows weird, uh, <laughs> weird yes. Iraqi yeah, military people. 
And uh, for what seems like hours, Redford is just listening to this long (laughs) way of defeating the keypad. It goes, that's really good. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh Yes. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. I'll try it. <laughs> and yeah. then he kicks open the door. It's really good. Gag should not work. That worked. <laughs> That's like, you know, Sandler level stuff. <laughs> yes. And it totally worked. It's, it's just teased worked. out just enough. They I mean, if they had done a little less explanation, if the, if if maybe if it had been not shot as well enough, like if yeah. they if they had not had him kick the door just right, but even just maybe sound design is just like it's, <laughs> it's just a very satisfying kick of the door. Yeah, and it's just like oh yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah, I love that part. I lo- and I like the part when he gets caught and he's like explaining to her all the stuff, but yes, they're telling him what to say, but then he confuses it because yes. they're like she's using you to get to her, and he's like she's using me. You, you mean to get to you? Like, he's trying yeah. to, like, understand how to say it back and he, Even he goes, I know that sounds confusing. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, really funny. Sometimes I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Um, another thing I love in this is Whistler. This is a dumb one that I just realized watching it recently. Is Whistler's hat brim? It's, like, really <laughs> a, like, creased, uh, like, rounded, like, a well-worn hat. And I don't know, there's just something about the attention to detail of that yeah. bit. It's like, okay, <laughs> there's just people not just putting a hat on his head and going, hey, here's your hat. <laughs> yeah. Just somebody went, ah, Whistler's, you know, seems like he's very into details. He seems like he's into probably repetitive stuff. He's probably on the autism spectrum. So he's, he's you know, spending some time just yeah. sitting around folding his hat. And I, I just love that. Yeah, little things like that have been kind of lost it feels like yeah but i yeah i really like that and i i also this is a goofy one but just something i liked was at the beginning for some reason he's reading playboy but with braille and i was like this is insane (laughs) (laughs) like it's just wild yeah shit like that just like good little jokes yeah i mean the gags like like that could in other movies be annoying yeah. yeah, this movie somehow has charm. Like he does Stevie Wonder clapping when he dances. Yes, <laughs> like there are other films where you'd be like, "Oh dear God!" <laughs> but this movie like lands all of this stuff. Yeah, like, it's very uh, and maybe you know also we might just be washed <gasps> and just like old shit. Oh uh, wow! No, I'm glad Michael's a lot younger than us, <laughs> so that yes. we can feel less washed. Unless you know we're just so unbearable that. He says what we want to hear. Sean. No, there have been many times where I'm like, I do not like this movie, and I don't get that's why true. you do. And that's we have the we have proof on the pod. We do have proof. Which ones did you not like that we liked? <laughs> Which ones? <laughs> Go back Take and listen to those. Pick. No, yeah. <laughs> Take them. <laughs> no, um, I like this one a lot, and I remembered. We, I think you showed it to me a long time ago, or some maybe not, maybe someone else did. It was definitely right. Sean. It was. <laughs> I was like, this is great. But yeah, I, I, it's just a fun movie. And there's so many like, like we already brought it up, like cinematic, like things where he get, has like the Russian guy who he like holds hostage and they go down to yes. that like pool. There's like that mist in the blue. Yes. And even like the end of that scene, it's just like so tricky. Like the guy, he's like, he's talking to him and it's the end of the conversation and he steps into the darkness. He yeah. goes, you must trust me. And it's like, so like, yeah. Whoa, this is crazy. It's like very third man touch of evil. And there's a lot of allusions to that. There's even yeah. like a security guard watching touch of evil early on. Like, oh, wow. like it's, a, it's, it's cinema. Like they're yeah. going for something more than just this, frankly, flimsy ass script. <laughs> yeah. Like they just, they, they put a lot of, they, it's, it, the, they're showing their work. Yes. I, mm-hmm. And I mean, this is this is done well in a lot of the Mission Impossible movies, but I think I like the fact that in general, Cosmo uh, has the right idea. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's like, OK, everything's falling apart. The yeah. governments have too much money. People. He's Fight Club, y'all. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's, Fight Fight Club. Club. <laughs> he's like, we're going to destroy the banks. I'm going to destroy the entire system so that there is no record of money. And you're kind of like. That actually sounds kind of good, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) And then by the end, you're like, I guess I'm thankful that Robert Redford stopped him because that probably probably would destroy civilization and we'd all kill each other. Yeah. But there is something like 
good about the fact that you go, oh, yeah, I kind of agree with him. He is a sympathetic bad guy, even though he's clearly insane. Exactly. Um, and he keeps saying Marty. 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 <laughs> Speaking Marty. of Marty, that, that reminds me of a really good Marty. So, um, uh, <laughs> um, when this is in the middle of the final heist, um, <laughs> after, uh, Marty has been caught and then uncaught, he has gotten away and, uh, he's on the top of, uh, the, oh no, this is earlier. Sorry. I'm, I'm fucking this up. Oh. He's, he's inside the building and, uh, he has been given the wrong uh, box, which yeah. has nothing in it. And Ken Kingsley goes, <laughs> and at that moment, the alarm goes off and it's yeah. really good. Oh shit. Cinematic moment where you're like, Oh no. Cause there's lights, there's whoop, whoop alarm. And you're like, they are fucked. There's no way they're getting out. And there's like a, a sort of a sister moment. If there can be sister moments, I don't know if that even exists. <laughs> yeah. uh, after Redford has crawled off the roof, they've had their little uh, talk off, and um, talk and off. yeah, they've had a, they've had a, they've had their talk battle. And uh, Kingsley realizes that he's been duped again, and there's no <laughs> box in there. Kingsley and, gets uh, duped a number of times. Yeah. Right? For a for a shadowy conspirator genius, <laughs> for super genius, yeah, he does get duped a lot, and uh, the all of the big uh, lights are spinning around and around. And after he realizes that he's been duped for, I guess, the final time, the the light like hits his face and washes him out. Yeah. and kind of looks up, and it's just so it's good. really good. I was like, whoa. Okay, crazy. before we get into negatives, I must talk about David Strathairn's. Uh, Final moment of glory <laughs> where he drives the car. We talked yes. about it a little bit. It's just it's like the best non-Jurassic Park scene of that era. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. It's so really wonderful. As so, far as like uplifting, like, yes. Like watch this scene with your mom and dad. Yeah. Stuff. Yes. It's so much fun. It's so, from the nineties. It's like the greatest movie era there ever was, but it's also like a filthy, nasty <laughs> Weinstein Yes. Adrenaline to the heart, sperm <laughs> flying everywhere, boogie nights, dirty, filthy, nasty time. Yes. <laughs> and then like with the with, with the exception of like Spielberg's like mm. couple good movies from that era. Yeah. And this, like there's this is this is, you know. Da, 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 da. This is, you know, this is a heartwarming moment. Yes. <laughs> it's so wonderful. Yeah. Because this the- this should be stolen. Yeah. Yes. Like the the, the, the Safety brothers should be putting this scene in movies. <laughs> I don't know if anyone can, else can pull it off. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. they can't. So straight there in the blind man, because everyone else has been captured, must drive. Yeah. And um, so Redford is giving them, <laughs> him uh, all the ways that he must drive. So he's like, pull back to, to, uh, to go in reverse. And uh, he's, he's Redford, uh, to much hilarity is giving him very bad directions. So yeah. <laughs> straight there and the blind man never knows what is going on. He keeps- Redford is wonderfully inept. Yes. Yeah, it's great. It really is. <laughs> he really finally plays like the Paul Newman role. Yeah. Like he spent the whole his whole first part of his career being like the perfect, you know, leather man. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I guess he wasn't Leatherman yet. He's he's starting to become Leatherman now. Yes, he's, he's pretty Leatherface at this point. He's been his whole first part of his career being like you know perfect like strawberry blonde man, and now he's like the affable, bumbling Paul Newman type. Yeah, yeah, he's he's so good and also so bad at at directions. The I mean, there's bunches of good directions where he's like, take a little left. Oh my my left, sorry, and he hits cars and stuff. But the the best one. Is he goes, okay, and you're about to get a slight decline. And <laughs> poor David yeah. straight there and as Wester goes down a huge hill. <laughs> and the yeah. shot is wonderful because it's like one of these things where you're looking in the window and then straight there and disappears because you see the top of the truck. That's how yeah, far that he is going down the hill. And it's just really perfect. But we can't only say good things about this movie. Uh I think we can. Oh, you have more? I also want to add okay. to what you just said. There's one last bit in that Dang. driving part where he's telling him, like, 
when, like, when do I need to stop? And he's like, five, yes. five more seconds and stop. And as he says, stop, the van just like slams into the wall of the place. It's just like <laughs> really so fucking funny. funny. I was like, holy crap. He hits the wall hard too. It's so funny. And I, yeah. It's also right on the edge of like, <laughs> he hits it so hard that if they didn't pull it off, you'd go, oh shit, he's, he's dead. Because he, yeah. he hits the wall really hard. How fucked would that have been? Yes. <laughs> he's dead because he made a blind man drive a truck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's one more really funny part to me, and then I swear I'll let us get to the bad stuff. But it's, it's kind of, it's just so funny. It's when Marty gets finally caught and he comes down from the vent system. Yes. And then he gets brought in, you know, held hostage. And then he sees Liz and they just have a second where they're like standing together. And he's like, hi, how are you? And she's like, I'm doing good. How about you? It's like just this weird this back and forth. You're like, what yeah. is? I just love stuff like that. It's kind of like in Star Wars, like Han Solo being like, you know, just like a where he talks on the intercom. He's like, how are yes. you? Like, yeah, like just stuff like that. It's just so funny to me. Like yeah, breaking people, the movie. People being regular in irregular circumstances. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Hey, how's it going? And it's also, I feel like one of the many moments that feel super real. Yeah. Because like we're so used to in our lives just answering the, in the wrong way, even when yeah. we're having horrible times, that if you were held at gunpoint and somebody went, hey, how are you? You'd probably go, oh, I'm doing okay. How are yeah. you? Okay. I feel like I would actually legitimately say that because I'm so stupid. <laughs> That's great. I'm doing good. Oh, yeah. I'm so fucking stupid. Oh, yeah. I'm fucking stupid. Okay. <laughs> but there's negative things. I've got a few. One, um, and this is maybe the second most obvious one, but uh, maybe it isn't that obvious. Cosmo's accent is mm. fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, he's doing Bengazara. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird though. It's it weird. it's like one of those British guys doing an American accent Marty. thing, where it's just. End. Oh wait a minute! But I, I hey, it's a perfect. I love it. Whatever he was doing. <laughs> yes. I mean, you may be right. Now, look, there are certain actors who are just fucking nuts. <laughs> yes, Ben <laughs> Kingsley is fucking nuts. Absolutely. And it works every time. Ben Kingsley's never bad because he's nuts. Yes, yeah. it's true. This is like a Tom Hardy in Venom <laughs> yes. level New York accent. <laughs> no. Yes. That it only is. exists in the like minds of maniacs <laughs> and Christopher Walken. <laughs> like, you are correct, but in no way can this be a bad thing. I reject. Okay. reject. Overruled. <laughs> Objection Marty. and overruled. So you're gonna have to give another one. I'm happy to be overruled because I I don't really have any bad things. But <laughs> I had to think of try to think. Okay, here's yeah. another one. And this is just one that I don't even understand. So Redford and <laughs> Kingsley are on the roof. Kingsley's got his gun, he's pointing it at Redford. And uh Redford says, I thought you couldn't kill your friend. And Kingsley says this line that I do not understand, and maybe you guys can help me. He says, I missed the purpose. Oh, I thought he said I missed on purpose. On purpose. I missed on purpose. Oh. Like, yeah, he shot. Yeah. Jesus shot. <laughs> oh. You all these are stupid. Years, oh, been like- that makes perfect sense. <laughs> so there actually are no bad You're parts. Like, it's a perfect movie in every way. <laughs> that's really funny. Like, wait, what? That's really good. Yeah, that's why I was confused. I was like, I missed the purpose. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, shit, I don't know. <laughs> Poor Sean loves this movie so much. He's searching for deeper meaning in every syllable. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. What does it mean? Too many secrets. He missed the purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get it, but now I get it. Okay. Right. It's good. Okay. So what's well, bad no, about yeah. this movie, guys? Oof. I'm bad. I am love it too much. I love it so much that even the things that normally would annoy me uh, just delight me in, in so many ways. Yeah. Mm, I had a really hard time with this, too. Maybe... If I had to be picky, maybe trim up the ending bit, like the goofy ending bit. Maybe like shorten that a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. Um, they, the like callback bit where they're all. You didn't like old uh, <laughs> sexual dynamo, sexual dead dynamo, <laughs> River Phoenix getting the number? No, it's yeah. funny, but I just think maybe just tighten it up. Yeah. Because it was a bit long. It's like, all right, we get it. This is yeah. a fun ending, but let's in. I mean, if I had to pick something, but. The other other thing I picked was when the guy's racist and he's like, "You too, midnight." Ooh, like, 
All right. Oh, but no, Michael! I don't really need that. Nothing <laughs> lets you know somebody's a piece of crap. True. Like some casual racism. Yeah. True. You have to have that in there, man. <laughs> and it makes it makes you really earn the motherfuckers. Yeah, true. Yeah. He can't go Mr. Tibbs on him <laughs> if he doesn't drop that midnight, man. Midnight. It was Come cool on. to see him and James Earl Jones. Yes. I was like, oh, this is cool. James yeah. Earl Jones just doing Hunt for Red October all over again. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Saying the same lines and everything. Yes, he's, uh, whoa. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's, whoa. Sorry, but we there's a, our call ends in five minutes, apparently. According I guess to we're him. finding out how long an episode about sneakers can be. Yeah, that's it. It can be exactly that long. I okay. didn't know there was a limit. Damn. Apparently so. Well... <laughs> We better get. We better close. Swear, then. There's been Michael. There's been Michael summaries that were longer. Than <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I don't think I have any other negative things to say. So I'll say one more positive thing. James Earl Jones, perfect stunt casting. When he shows up, you kind of hear a voice and you kind of know who it is. But when he shows up at the end, you go yes. And yeah. it's just one of those one of those other moments where they just get a great actor and they put him in a role and he sells it so well <laughs> and he's like grumpy and then he kind of turns and he's kind of having fun time with them and I love him. Oh, I love yeah. it so much. So I got to take that so bad that if the show ends suddenly while the take is happening, it'll be a blessing. Okay. Okay. River Phoenix is pretty good in this movie. Uh oh. But really, between this and like young Indiana Jones, is that really enough to cement a legacy where we still like remember that he died in the Viper Room? Like, why? Yeah, is River Phoenix like on James Dean's level? Just because mm-hmm. he was young, I think that's it. I mean, if River Phoenix had to die so that I could get Joaquin Phoenix being as weird as he is, I'll take it. I will take the death of River <laughs> as Phoenix. Weird as he, oh my! If God. I really is a hot take. The complete insanity. That is Joaquin. Oh my god. I must become the Joker Phoenix. <laughs> then this is a sacrifice I'm willing to make. I'm sorry. Phoenixes. Phoenicians. 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 I, I think you have to end the show because of the- Well, let's end it. You know what? Oh. You can find us. <laughs> Which is good because oh. we were gonna keep just keep going on yeah. in perpetuity. So. I love it. I love a limit. Tweet at us at Food Court Cast. Go over to Instagram to Food Court Movie Podcast and get involved in our poll. It will be over on Twitter. We your options for what we will watch next week are Black Widow, Space Jam 2. That new Soderbergh movie, I can't think of what it's called. And Some of All Fears. So vote vote on which one of those you want us to watch. And we'll see you next week. We do this every week on Twitch at 10 Eastern, 9 Central. Or you can listen to us on your favorite podcast app. Tell all your friends and write us a nice long review. (laughs) On behalf of Michael Hampton and John Burr, may I say to you, Bon Appetit. Bon Appetit. Bon Appetit.